Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what is new in the world of real estate investing. On today's show, we're going to be talking about what to do when you get an offer on a property that you have for sale. We received an offer on a property that we had listed on the market, and the price it was listed at is the current appraised value. This is, of course, an investment property, and I get it. Investors want to get a bit of a deal, so they offered less than the asking price. A lot of real estate investors tend to focus primarily on the price on the offer, and certainly that's important, but far more important is the terms of the offer and qualifying the buyer, determining if the buyer, in fact, has a track record of performing, or are they just someone who's out there fishing. In the world of commercial real estate, it's quite common to have very long contingency periods, that is, periods where the offer is conditional. The buyer can cancel the offer at any point during that contingency period, get 100% of their deposit monies back, and we, the seller, end up losing that time in the marketplace that we could have been actively marketing the property. So we don't want to tie up the property for too long in a conditional period, in particular if it's with someone who has an uncertain track record, someone we don't know as a potential buyer. In the world of commercial real estate, Offers come in many different forms. They can come as a traditional agreement of purchase and sale, much as like you would have on a residential property. Or what is equally common is to get something called a letter of intent. This might be a two-page letter outlining the major terms of the uh, offer for purchase. And at the end of it, it will say, if you're in agreement with this letter of intent, please sign the bottom and we will move towards a definitive agreement for purchase of the property. And then at that point, there would be a firm agreement of purchase and sale, but it's preceded by a letter of intent. Now, this past week, we did receive a letter of intent on a property that we had listed on the market. The terms of the offer were reasonable. The deposit monies were a little bit low, so we were really wondering whether the buyer was serious. And more importantly, it was not someone we had ever heard of before. They offered a proof of funds letter that didn't give any dollar amounts, but it was simply a proof of funds letter from a bank in the Middle East. And we you know, hadn't heard of the, the buyer. Uh, we didn't even know the bank. We did a little bit of due diligence on the internet and found that they were a major bank. But beyond that, we really didn't have a lot of information or any confidence that in fact the buyer was real or that they would perform. So we went back to the agent for the buyer and asked a bunch of questions. We asked who their lender was. We asked if they had purchased other property in the area. Try and get a sense for, is this someone who is going to perform? They clearly are not a resident buyer. And so a non-resident buyer is maybe less committed than someone who is deeply invested in that particular market. We did find out who the name of the lender was from the broker. And we actually, this is a lender that we are actually very familiar with. They're a lender on some of our other properties. So we actually went and spoke to the lender and asked the lender, is this someone you've done business with before? And without compromising the, uh, the borrower's information, they were able to confirm, yes, this is someone they've done business with before and is someone who has uh, quite a sizable portfolio. So that gave us a lot of comfort that this offer was real and that they were working in the area because in this particular case, we're dealing with a local bank, not a large national bank, but a local bank. And so they would really only have properties in the local area. On the basis of that, we were able to produce a counteroffer, a slightly higher price, which they agreed to. 
slightly better terms in terms of conditional period and closing date. And finally, we also agreed on a higher deposit amount split between a deposit on the offer and a larger second deposit on the waiving of conditions. And while the offer does have a conditional period, and of course the buyer can withdraw at any time during the conditional period, we actually have a lot of confidence that these are folks that are really interested in buying the property. They would not put the effort in uh, if it weren't something they were going to move forward with. So we can feel comfortable with knowing that even though during that conditional period, the property is essentially off the market, we're probably not going to be losing time uh, because we're dealing with an unqualified buyer. As you think about offers, as you get offers from some of your potential buyers, go through this thought process. Make sure you qualify the buyer. Otherwise, you can lose significant time. In the meantime, have a spectacular day. Go out, make some great things happen, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.